0: Movies, music, and other dirty shit.
1: culture
0: is all we know. Don't you forget it. Let's talk about Spielberg, Led the most and more on today's episode of Nerds for Hire. One, two, three, and four. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Nerds for Hire. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my friend Danny. And today, have we got an episode for you? We are continuing on our my favorite things, our favorite things. Uh, run for the month of November, and today we are talking about our favorite bands. Woo! Um, you might have heard of us last week, and we said that we were going to talk about our favorite albums. We decided to go with our favorite bands because it was a, it's a little bit more general, um, and then a little bit uh, easier to pick up on. I think, and I was, the, was what we decided on,
1: and I think it'll make for more interesting conversation. Because, like, if mm. I'm talking about why I love "Funeral" by Arcade Fire that's a different conversation than why i love arcade fire if if i do and so if you haven't heard funeral nothing that i say will really have like any bearing on you as opposed to like the things that i say about like what i would like about arcade fire in terms of like indie rock or themes or whatever like those are more general ideas
0: which is really funny because on the master list that Danny sent me, Arcade Fire is not on. There. Yeah, I just so made I, up one of the examples. Not the example yeah, yeah. that he's bringing. Um, I still, like, uh, even
1: though we're we're at Showtime, I'm still not giving anything away. Like,
0: well, why would you? No. Um, as usual, uh, we are going to score uh, score points for this um, to be ta- uh, tallied up at the end of the month. Um, for a prize um, that we went over last week so if you want to know what the prize is going to be go there um, it is going to be one point um, if your are uh, if the band you pick is on the list somewhere mm-hmm. two points if the um, the band you pick sorry I couldn't get the words out if the band you pick is exactly in the place so say I no, say two
1: points if it's one off
0: oh two point. yeah you're right two points if it's one off uh, and then three points if it's exactly so. Say, uh, one of the bands on Danny's list is Simon and Garfunkel. If I think Simon and Garfunkel is like number one and I get it exactly number one, I get three points, right? Um, so and so on. Um, so we're going to go through and we're going to um, list off our um bands, uh, person by person. And if you have uh, if the person has it on the list, then um. We score points as we go. Yep. Um, I and then remember there is one uh, band on this list that we do not like. Uh, on each of our lists that we do not like, if if um, that person, if you put the other person's hated band on your predictions list, you lose three points.
1: One no, point. No, one point if it's on the list three points if it's top oh if you spot. put it at number one which is not <laughs> uh it's not a danger that i have this time because i know that the top band yeah on, that i put on your list is one that will be on your list uh
0: i i am not super worried that i have your least favorite band your your hated band is number one um uh however i'm not 100 convinced i don't have it on your list somewhere <laughs> Uh, well,
1: I'm not... I I mean, like I said before we started taping, I feel decent about your top five or so, maybe even six, as being, like, probably on your list somewhere. Uh, after that, there's really, like, ten bands that I thought had a pretty good case at the last, like, four or five spots, and so mm-hmm. it's really a crapshoot after that, so...
0: I'm confident about maybe two or three of these scattered throughout the entire list okay. and then and then the rest of them I'm la- I'm like I don't know. I'm like pretty confident I know which one you don't like. Um, okay. but I I I again not one hundred percent. or even like seventy percent. My 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 bar for confidence is quite low this week. Um, yeah. when I say confidence, we're not talking ninety to hundred percent, we're talking like fifty to sixty. Um, because everything else is so much lower but that being said uh we have no news this week but so we're going to
1: jump r- just imagine right into it. just imagine your confidence level next week when i throw 20 books at you and you've heard of 3 of them so yeah
0: but imagine my confidence knowing that you're going to guess very few of my favorite shows in the week the whole week <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many shows to choose from.
1: That's true, but I also know some of the things that you talk about constantly. That's true. It's because
0: I like things, That's and I going okay. to talk about
1: things I like. I do too. Like, part of part of the challenge with the movies was like, like last week, was like, if you really did a deep dive on my Instagram, you could have figured out quite a lot of that information. Uh, because yeah. I talk about stuff all the like you would have had to go back a couple of years for some of them, but mm-hmm. like you the information was there. And so yeah. trying to be like have things that you don't totally know that you're not immediately going to guess that are still, you know honest uh, is a challenge. So yeah,
0: anywho, like I said, we have no news this week, so we're gonna jump right into it. so this might be a slightly shorter episode. Um, but we both love music, so there might be quite a few things to talk about.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Danny, do you want to head us out? What do you think is my number 10? Well, you... Uh, I, I started... So what we do is we say what our number 10 is, not what we think the oh, other right. is. Oh, right. I forgot. And yeah, uh, I
0: totally forgot. I, uh, I, I literally just th- announced it, too. Yeah,
1: I started last week, so I thought you could start this week. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, my number 10, Danny, uh, is... One of the first bands that was ever signed to uh, the record label Fueled by Ramen. Um, okay. One of my all-time favorite bands. This band is... Math and Sophie, Springsteen and Black Dresses. The Glass Animals, Steely Dan and Churches. Talking Heads, Panic and Arctic Monkeys. These are a few of my favorite themes. When the heat drops And now it stinks And you're feeling sad I simply revisit my favorite things And then I can feel so glad The hush sound. Okay. One of the, I believe they are one of the... F- the first three bands ever signed to Fuel by Ramen. Okay. Um, it was, like, them, Panic! at the Disco, and one other band. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen this band in concerts. They are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love them. I, I base a lot of the sound that I do when I write my music off of them. They're great.
1: Yeah, I had them on your list. I had them quite a bit higher because when I was listening through, like, this was hands-down uh like the band that impressed me the most like i was really blown away by this band and their mm-hmm. blend of folk and pop rock and like indie sense like this this is a band that i'm going to listen to the only thing was i was like they're kind of old like they haven't had an album in a long time and so i no, wasn't they, sure where that was going to fall
0: but they broke up in 2009, and then they briefly got back together in 2012, 2013, and released a new single. Okay. And they were, they were I think they were doing an album, and then they got, like, sidetracked by other things.
1: Have they um, gone on to do other projects?
0: Uh, I think so. Uh, I think they work a lot as producers, uh, especially the two front people. Um, but I couldn't tell you for sure, For certain. I haven't um, uh, looked them up in a while. I'm looking at it I just know that they haven't done an album. Um, but, uh, oh, I was going to say. Um, shoot, I had a thought. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, this is one of the bands that my high school friends and I bonded over. Uh, we all loved this band. They have a very kind of simple sound. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um I will always posit Panic at the Disco their second album is based 100% on the Hush Sound. They toured with the Hush Sound. You um, mean uh, and,
1: pretty odd?
0: Yeah, yeah. Pretty odd is based off of the Hush Sound. Okay. Um and I will say that they uh, Panic at the Disco toured uh the, with the Hush Sound as their openers um in like 2006 2007. Mm-hmm. Um and after that pretty odd came out and they sound. Sa- it sounds very very similar to most of the hush sounds discography
1: all right um, well as i was anywho. as i was listening to some of pretty odd because panic of the disco is also on your list uh mm. i was reminded that that album is quite good uh it is i i forgot that that album was as good as it like i need to revisit that one in in full uh, in the near future, because I, I very much forgot that that album was as good as it was, is, so.
0: Yeah, my, my, uh, my, uh, uh, Pretty Odd and, uh, Too Weird to Live, Too Young to Die are, like, my favorite two
1: Panic albums. Um. it's so weird, because those are, like, no one's favorite Panic albums.
0: I know, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, re- it is odd. Like, I didn't, uh, I, I don't
1: even think I've heard... The second one you mentioned. That's I mean, the one...
0: Well, you've definitely heard This Is Gospel. That's the one that This Is oh, Gospel yeah. is on. Well, like, uh, Fever
1: You Can't Sweat Out. That's, like, the classic one. And yeah, and then, like, their... That's their
0: second album? I, no, album. that's their first album.
1: And then yeah. they had that, like, revival resurgence in, like, 2016 that had all the hits uh, on it. I can't was, remember
0: uh Vic, not Victorious. Um I know the album you're talking about. It's got about, like all think.
1: the neon cover of the like Yeah, car that's it, crashing uh, Oh, into Death Lake. of a
0: Death of a Bachelor. Was that
1: the name of the album?
0: I think so. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then that's like another like a recent favorite that a lot of people have, but the two That's the, my the ones in That's the probably
0: are, uh, That's like my third favorite. I like Pretty Odd because it sounds really different. Yeah, that's it's fair. It's different to them and it's also different to other bands like the hush sound sounded different from a, what a lot of like they were melding like blues and pop yeah. rock together um
1: like i said and, the hush of all these bands the ones that i didn't know because uh, i already knew a couple of these ahead of time the hush sound is the one that like stopped me in my tracks made me like take note to go check out their other stuff like yeah uh they eight. they really impressed me a lot all so. right
0: danny number 10 my no, number 10, I mean.
1: My number ten is Charlie XCX. Uh, Charlie XCX is a British pop singer. Uh, she had a giant hit with a song called Boom Clap, but that song's not very good. Um, but since twenty seventeen she yep. has been at the cutting edge of hyper pop and experimental pop. Uh with an album or maybe it was even an EP called Pop 2 and then really kind of pulled everything together on a project called Charlie in 2019 and then How I'm Feeling Now, which came out right at the beginning of the pandemic. uh, These are incredible hyperpop albums. Uh, I always recommend Charlie, uh, the album, uh, to people who might be interested in hyperpop because it still feels quite a bit like the pop sounds you're used to, Um, but that uh, are just starting to get a little bit weirder, a little bit more uh, metallic and whatnot. So, uh, phenomenal artist. Uh, Interesting to see what direction she's going in now. She's just uh, started promoting a new album that seems to be going in a little more of a disco, pop rock sector. Uh, direction from, like, the 70s, 80s kind of vibe. Uh, a direction we've seen a lot of singers going recently, Jesse Ware, people like that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this next era holds for Charlie XCX. Uh, still kind of out of the mainstream, but, like, ridiculously beloved by the music community that i exist in yeah
0: she's a an artist who like isn't super popular but like every now and again has like a big blow up and then recedes back into the background yeah um uh yeah no i i did not have charlie xcx on your list um
1: well i mean number 10 so you know she just just uh yeah.
0: Yeah, again not very confident in my predictions. <laughs> um is that all you have to say on on her?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh just right. that I highly recommend the album Charlie to pretty much everybody um because mm. if you want to know if you if you are of the opinion that there haven't been good pop albums or like new and interesting pop concepts in the last few years, listen to that album and you'll realize that there are still like a lot of very interesting things happening in pop music it will mm-hmm. also then kind of put you on to lots of other interesting things that are happening in pop music like this is not to say that this is the only interesting thing that's happening uh but i do think it's a good starting place so
0: yeah <clears throat> all right number nine <clears throat> I used to hate this band. Oh, um, not because they're not fantastic; they have always been fantastic, but because they made me feel like I wasn't successful enough in my at my age. This band is Hippocampus.
1: Okay, I was off by I was off by one spot.
0: Uh, this band became insanely popular when they were still in high school. Damn. Um, they they were like seventeen when they performed on uh, Conan.
1: Are they are they the ones that had the absinthe song? Was that them? Mm-mm. No, okay. that's I
0: don't that's I don't know how how. About oh, them, okay, but they found me. I like
1: Tippocampus. I can't remember which of their songs I heard now, but uh, the several that I listened to, I thought were pretty good.
0: Their song "Suicide Saturday" blew up a couple um, in like 2016, 2017. Oh, I'd
1: never heard of them until you told me about them. Like I'd never. I'm not heard... saying it
0: was huge. It blew up in like <laughs> alt, alt, like pop, not alt pop, but like alt. So rock circles. So um, in
1: in twenty at late in twenty fifteen. So in in summer of I promise this has a point. In the middle of twenty fifteen, I got Spotify for the first time. And my music world kind of started to explode. And then in fall of 2015, I realized that I didn't know anything about, like, classic rock or anything like that. And so I spent the better part of 2015 and 2016 going through a lot of the, like, Rolling Stone, like, best ever albums. Yeah. Um, And so I have everything that I know about 2015 and 2016 pop music, I learned... Or, or, like, indie, the indie... I was kind of with the indie scene of the, like, when we were in college. Like, I was kind of with it then. And then dropped off the map. So anything yeah. from those, like, 2015, 2016, I either learned after the fact or never learned. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, um... So Conan O'Brien did it. I don't know if he, he does not anymore because he doesn't do the show anymore. But it's true. for a long time, he was do He would highlight um, indie bands essentially on his show. Like he would only bring on bands that were they not not necessarily bands that were already big, but he was bringing on bands that were like about to become big. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hippocampus was one of them where he he brought them on, and they have this they have this kind of like. It's like poppy indie rock kind of sound. the The instruments are all very technical. Um, it's a very like Arctic Monkey style of like instead of playing chords, they're playing riffs a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh yeah they they're the the thing I love about them is they have a very John Lennon uh, way of songwriting, where the words make almost no sense. Um, the words are just there to facilitate the melodies that they're doing, mm-hmm. which are really cool. But it means that, like, I've had a friend try to tell me, like, it makes sense. And I'm like, no, like, he's saying, uh, what, what is the word? Like, I don't remember. Which is, I can't Which give an is example. pretty
1: unusual for an indie band. Like, yeah. us- usually they have relatively, like, precise lyrics. Like, they have, they might not have, yeah. like, a ton to say, but they're pretty, like, lyrically interesting. Um, they've
0: gotten they've gotten I think more more better. They've gotten better in their songwriting over the last couple sure. of years. I've been following them. Um, their album, I want to say it's called Boyish, um, uh, was uh, I think w- w- way better in terms of like the lyricism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they still have uh room to grow um and that's one of the cool things about them is that you i kind of caught them so young that you get to see the band um grow it's one of the things i wished i had been able to do with like 21 pilots sure. like been able to see the band like grow through the eight, the their time and
1: yeah.
0: um this is a band that i ha- i just so happened to get on the forefront of but nice yep hippocampus i've loved them for the last like 7 years they're cool. fantastic
1: yeah uh my number 9 is probably the the most outlandish uh, artist on my list uh, Carolyn Shaw uh, Carolyn Shaw is a uh, classical a modern classical composer uh, she won a Pulitzer uh, for or whatever the the equivalent is I can't remember if Pulitzer is is the thing for music she won the no. highest possible award. Uh, in 2013, uh, when she was 36, I think. Uh, and so when I stumbled on that, I was like, whoa, this is somebody to watch out for. And, um, especially the last two years, she did a composition last year that was phenomenal. Uh, she's done two this year with the backing group So Percussion, or I'm not sure how to say their first... It's like S O with like a line over the O, so I don't know how to say that. Um, Are you referring to the Gramophone Award? No, uh, she won like
0: because the Pulitzer is isn't the Pul- the Pulitzer an a literary? It's award?
1: it's multiple things. There's uh... they do one for classical music. Um, I'll just make sure. Here, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Right, I've it is got Pulitzer yeah, Prize. It's it's Pulitzer Prize for music. Yep, interesting. Yeah, I learned yeah. recently it's pronounced mm-hmm. Pulitzer or pu- pul- Pulitzer instead of Pulitzer. I but.
0: I always thought it was Pulitzer. You started saying Pulitzer at the beginning, and mm-hmm. I just ran with it.
1: Fair enough. People people say both for sure. Um. But anyway, yeah. Uh, very experimental, very kind of daring compositions. Um, really to date, the only classical music styling that I've really found much attachment for, um, yeah. in part because I have a hard time getting behind something exciting that was written 200 years ago. Like I want to see the, like you just said, with like the ability to see the artist develop. Like I, I want people mm-hmm. that are of my time and, uh, I, I think she is absolutely, and, and a lot of uh, if you google like best classical music albums of the year or whatever like she'll she'll very often appear on those lists like the classical music world is aware of her greatness already um but yeah I I really really like her
0: I actively hated her the music I listened from her what did
1: you listen to but I'm just
0: curious but it's because so I I do love classical music. I don't listen to it as often as I used to. But I tend to dislike modern classical music quite a bit.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um I I find it structureless and difficult to listen to right. for uh, any sort of long period of time. By long I mean like a minute and a half and or, or more. Uh-huh. Um because it the the uh It often feels much longer, Um, because a lot of modern classical music is very experimental. Yeah. um, Like she is. Yeah. Um, And I, I, it's one of the few instances where I, I tend to lean towards tradition over experimentation. I, I pretty
1: much, I pretty much lean into experimentation at any point in time. I do too tr- usually but with classical music I or what would
0: I guess what would be classified as classical music, um this uh you wouldn't classical music is actually an age of music. Um, it's a time period in okay, music well, history. But thinking I, yeah, in yeah, it's what, of the genre. It's what everyone calls yeah. it, yeah. Um uh, yeah, this would be like modern classical music. Um I I don't know, I feel like it's it's almost like
1: I don't know something about it doesn't click. It's it, oh no, it, I totally I find like, it. I, I, find it, I, I, I find did it, not expect you to like her. Yeah, like, I, that, I that is not a surprise to me.
0: Yeah, I I just find I it's <laughs> not well. It's not just her. It's like Philip Glass and yeah. a bunch of other modern composers. John, John it's, Cage and yeah. yeah yeah it's um there are modern composers I like, but I funnily enough they tend to exist in the um. The concert band out atmosphere more so than the like symphonic vocal okay. atmosphere, um, mostly because though um, just by nature of what you can do, um, the the lack of having any string instruments limits you to certain types of s- sounds, mm. um, and they tend those sounds tend to sound more melodic. And, yeah I mean um,
1: it's not it's not necessarily even trying to be a melody so much it is it is to like I what I love about her compositions it, is that I think she really has a way of using the the human voice in combination to with so many other instruments to really do something very interesting yeah
0: I mean the basis of modern classical music is essentially... Let's break the mold and then instead of instead of trying to develop melodies, uh, let's try to develop emotion. Right. And so they're trying they're utilizing the sounds more less so to like create a melody, but to like play on your emotions and make you feel something. Which Which as good which as we've talked
1: about with favorite composers is very much a like difference in what we gravitate toward.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I just tend I I love melody and the, the the craft of building melody and counter melody and stuff like that. And Fair. So, when someone ditches it, I kind of there's a part there's an innate there's like a small part of me that takes it personally. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. Um, but anyway um yeah no i i did not have carolyn shaw on your list unfortunately um which means that there's one other band that i'm afraid you probably also haven't or not band sorry artist you have on your list that i left off um and i'm i might rue the day later uh anywho uh moving on yeah all right my number eight danny uh i laughed when you texted me what you thought about this band grandson
1: uh, yeah, i I had a tough time with where what to do with them. They they made me want to die a little bit. Uh, they yep. they really bummed me out, and so, given the degree to which you usually err on the side of joy, uh, I left them off of your list. But at the same time, I thought I could also see how that how that's very meaningful to him. So. I, they, they were among that 10 that i had no idea if they were gonna be here or not so
0: yeah grandson um is the modern protest band essentially like they are um it's not they it's i mean a there human. are it's one guy
1: lots of protest there bands. there are lots like, there
0: are lots i consider grandson to be on the kind of forefront of that because protest bands aren't really a th- thing anymore. I mean, there are bands that, like, act in that atmosphere, but like, it's not as much of a thing as it was in, like, the late 60s, early 70s. Um, Fair. And, I I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's that I'm just not in that circle and so I, I gravitate towards this. But, um, I think in terms of... Uh, I don't know. I find his songs very... Aggressive, but they are in that. a but in a purposeful way. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I find the 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 music kind of it exemplifies that sort of like aggravation toward things that are happening in society that you feel, mm-hmm. um, but you don't know how to put words to. Um. And and then on top of that, I just really enjoy the uh, more than that. I enjoy the musical style. Um, Like it's really aggressive, but he has this really cool way of melding um, like traditional guitar with um, like synth sampled drums. Yeah, it was one of
1: the more sonically interesting bands that I listened to. Yeah, from um, your list. So so I I actually
0: yeah i actually i actually started liking Gr- grandson because i heard um blood in the water uh, that which was morphs- that is
1: that is a pretty good song
0: which more yeah which does this interesting thing of morphing from like almost like a, a bob dylan-esque folky song mm-hmm. into like a like beat drop like mm-hmm. synth song towards the middle for the chorus right. um And which I thought was really cool. And then as I experimented uh, or listened to more of his stuff, I started to appreciate what he was saying lyrically. um, Talking about... Because he does a lot of talking about, like, politics in the music. and Mm -hmm. Not necessarily politics, but the effect of politics on people. Mm -hmm. um, Which is really important because I don't think a lot of... We we talk a lot about politics, but we don't talk a lot about the effects of politics. Well, I mean, we do. I mean, I I could tell that you
1: would like connect with a lot of it. I just couldn't tell if it was going to be a favorite or like, like is obvious to you from, from the difference between my favorite albums and my favorite artists. Like there are a lot of, there's not that much overlap. Like there's a lot of people that have great albums, uh, that aren't necessarily favorite artists. So
0: grandson was not on my favorite albums list because he also doesn't release a lot of, out, like, full albums. Sure. He does a lot of, like, singles and EPs. Yeah. But he, he's only released one full-length album, and I actually don't care for the full-length album as much mm-hmm. as I care for his other EPs, like the Modern Tragedies, Volume 1 and 2, are really good. But... Right. Anywho, um, so, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, a year ago, he wouldn't have been on my favorites list, but... In the last year, um, probably going through depression and all that stuff. Yeah, and no, he's he's becoming, very
1: he's very dark.
0: Like becoming becoming more engaged with what was happening in society um, throughout the pandemic. I think yeah, I started to gravitate towards it because I wanted I wanted to feel as if someone understood the aggravation I got just reading the news, and I felt like yeah, that, that music kind of describes it. So there yep. you go. Uh,
1: my number eight is Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, yes legendary simon and garfunkel where where'd where'd you have them on the list i'm number nine i'm too number nine okay good job good job uh yeah no simon and garfunkel is amazing uh they made four they made three uh relative like masterpiece level works um especially parsley sage rosemary and thyme and bridge over troubled water um Bookends is also very good. Uh, they also their their debut "Sound of Silence" album is also really good. Um, yeah, they're just the the songwriting, the excellence, the songs. Um, I have all of their records on vinyl, and I listen to them often because they're awesome. Um, I think, in particular, parsley, sage, rosemary, and Time is just about as good a 30-minute project as you're ever going to find. You've got every possible style or emotion kind of experience there, including what I think is one of the best songs ever written, uh, The Dangling Conversation. I think that Mm. song just gets at the intricacies of human. Uh, experience uh, in relationship with another person uh, the way pretty much nothing else ever does. I teach that song when I teach my comp students about rereading because they never have any idea what to make of it the first time, and then when you hear it a couple more times, you get a better sense of it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that song's great. America's great. Cloudy's great. Obviously, uh, Parsley Sage, uh, sorry, uh, Scarborough Fair slash Canticle is great. Uh, It ends with an overlay of uh, the 7 o'clock news mixed with Silent Night uh, that I think is very powerful. So it's an amazing album. Uh, It's an amazing band. Uh, It's Simon and Garfunkel. Like, come on now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I know them mostly by reputation and legacy than I do actually listening to them. Like, I've heard a few scant um, Simon and Garfunkel songs. But I know them mostly through, like, various covers. Like, there are so many bands that have done covers, modern bands um, that have done covers of Simon and Garfunkel songs. Yeah. And they're some of the most, like... Like, there are, there are not a lot of bands that can claim that their music could last through the ages, mm-hmm. for lack of a better... like. It's like it's basically like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. I mean, it's and I'll, a few songs from like there are there. I are, mean, it's
1: a longer list than that, but yeah, it's not a ton. Yeah, but yeah. I'm what I'm talking about is like I don't know, like
0: if you were to be like, all right, you can only communicate with aliens through music. I don't know if that list is very long, and yeah, I, no, think, that's, si- I but, think
1: that's fair. But I yeah. think
0: Simon and Garfunkel would probably be on it. Um, well, and I. Try- is I the just, point that I'm trying to make.
1: Well, and I just think, like, Paul Simon might be, like, one of the absolute best songwriters. Um, because even his solo stuff in the 70s, most of those songs are awesome. Mm. Um, like, his, his success rate of writing a good song is, like, 90%. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they really doesn't get much um, better than than that. So
0: yeah, all right. My, I'm really glad I got two points. Um, <laughs> my number seven, a band that Danny had never heard of until until uh, he saw my favorite albums list. Um, Vinyl Theater, spot
1: uh, on. I'm spot. Nice. I have that at number seven. I agonized over where to have it and where to – I'm so happy for those three points. Yeah, Vinyl Theater
0: is yet another band that I started listening to uh, a month before they broke up, um, which Bummer. I'm really bummed, right? Uh, their their album – their premiere album, Electrogram, is one of my all-time favorite albums. It was on my a list of favorite albums. I think it was, like, number f- – four three or four, actually. Well, I probably Um, wouldn't
1: have had it that high, so...
0: They... um, I found them when I was searching... So, like, as as I've talked about before, I tend to listen to music that I want to play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Music, I listen... I find... I, I listen almost exclusively to music that I pull influence from because it is very, very, very difficult, bordering on impossible, in my head, to delineate between music that I've just heard randomly and music I'm intentionally pulling inspiration from if that makes any sense Um, like if I started listening to country music I would start writing country music Mm -hmm. without realizing I was doing it Mm -hmm. Um, like it just seeps in there Um, it's like it's like putting a drop of red food coloring into a river at the edge of a waterfall and then trying to stop that red food coloring going over the water.
1: I mean, I have no idea if that would work, but it seems like a moderately engaging analogy, so... Yeah. Um,
0: but anyway, yeah, so I, 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 ha- I like, force myself to... There are lots of bands that I love that I just don't listen to very often because they're not bands <laughs> that I want to pull inspiration from. Um, however... Uh, vinyl Theater was like a breath of fresh air when I found them because um, they were doing like what I wanted my band at the time to do. They were doing mm-hmm. this kind of like alternative synth rock pop kind of thing where they mm-hmm. were melding traditional like um, pop punk kind of rock sounds with sort of like an 80s synth pop kind of thing. Mm-hmm and I really liked it and it's something I wanted to do. And I found it very easy to pull inspiration from them to do it. Um, and so, and it made me really happy when it's one of the, uh, it's one of those bands that I listened to and I was like, Oh my God, they're in cap. They they're, they're doing it. They're doing exactly what I want to do. Um, and it didn't feel like I was ripping anything off. Um, by like I wasn't copying them. I was just taking inspiration from them, but, um, I yeah i I don't know I love them a lot um they broke up their lead singer left like a month after I started listening to them and they haven't produced any music since then um and uh they' are another small group I, I as you might see with this list I love small groups um they're a three per they were a three person band and, just-
1: and you love small groups that have like 14 song catalogs.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, very few of the bands on my list are bands that have been around for longer than like five or six years. Um, yeah, like I think Arctic, I, no, I, I think Mute Math on my long list might be the lo- like the oldest band on that list. Really? Um, yeah, Mute Math started in like they started like like ninety nine. Oh, okay. Um, and then they yeah there there's a whole thing with mute map that I can go into like I know their whole history but anyway uh yeah vinyl theater that's all I got um did you have any thoughts to share on
1: them I thought they were good uh I could tell that you liked them more than I did uh yeah. like I I liked them and I could see why a couple of their like songs kind of blew up like they were kind of catchy pop songs uh yeah. they weren't someone that I wanted really to listen to more of. Um hmm. but I I could see the appeal. Uh,
0: yeah, they they have uh a, a few songs that are kind of rote, I guess. Um but uh I don't know. I liked them. Cool. That's I don't really have too much more to say on that. What's your number seven, Danny?
1: Uh my number seven is Bruce Springsteen. Oh, fuck. The boss the boss. I was at uh, o-
0: I was. I was kind of at odds with Bruce. I wasn't sure whether or not he belonged on your list because we haven't talked about him much. No. Um. Uh. So between
1: 1973 and 1984, Bruce Springsteen had one of the greatest album runs of all time. Uh. He released The Wild, The Innocent, and the East Street Shuffle, which is probably not an album you haven't heard of. Uh. You being any collective listener. Uh, unless you've explored deeper into his catalog, it has nothing even close to a hit on it. Uh, but I, I think. It,
0: I've, I've heard of E Street Shuffle.
1: Well, you've probably heard of the E Street
0: Band, which
1: is his
0: backing oh, maybe, band. Maybe that's what I've heard yeah. of.
1: Yeah. Um, but this is my favorite Bruce Springsteen album, so I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, then he, of course, broke out in 75 <laughs> with Born to Run which has such great songs as Thunder Road, the title track, and the uh, awesome Jungle Land Closer. I think that's one of the best closing songs of all time. Followed that up with Darkness on the Edge of, the ta- on the edge of Town, Badlands, Racing in the Street. There's mm-hmm. no need to say more. Those are incredible songs. Uh, I'm not the hugest fan of The River, but The River is a good album. Uh, but he came back with Nebraska in 1982 which is kind of a folksy Americana record um, that is just perfect I, I mm-hmm. really really love that album and then of course had all the hits on Born in the USA um, his... yeah he's
0: someone that somehow he and like Paul McCartney are two artists that have been around forever yep who somehow, like... Remain making continue, decent music. And remain relevant. Like, they somehow pull it like pull it out of their asses, and they're still relevant to modern music today. Yeah. Which is bizarre for two artists who've been around for, like... He's been... Bruce Springsteen's been playing for, like, 40-plus years, and uh, Paul McCartney's been around since the dawn of time, so I far mean, as I can tell. it'll, um,
1: it'll be 50... 50 since his first album next year
0: oh okay i was two years from now i was basing that number off of his uh his broadway show where he talked about yeah. how he'd been playing for his broadway
1: years. show is also incredible um, yeah i like it a lot and his uh, not most i haven't heard his most recent album but his one from 2019 western stars uh was a very good album Um, that really no one 50 years into their career has any business making an album that good. And most people, including, like, Bob Dylan, haven't. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. Bob Dylan's recent albums are anywhere near this good. Um, I didn't think Paul McCartney's... I didn't listen to his most recent. I didn't like Egypt Station. But, um, anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, no,
0: very good. Um, I, I've come to appreciate Bruce Springsteen more in the last couple of years than I did before. And, and Um, just um, in terms
1: of, since you talked about your song, like I also do a little bit of songwriting from time to time and am very much more in that, like Americana vein. Uh, and I have drawn a lot on, uh, Springsteen and, Even had a friend pay me the enormous compliment of saying that one of my songs reminded him of Springsteen, which is not praise that is earned, but it sure was nice to hear. So,
0: Yeah, that's always great when you get compared to an artist that you also really appreciate. Like, I was compared once to... I I was told that my song... I was told two things first that i sounded sort of like tyler joseph from 21 pilots which blew my mind and i loved and also i don't think
1: that's accurate though
0: i don't think so either but they yeah. told me that and i'm taking it um uh-huh. and the other one was uh uh that i that not with my last band but with the first band that we our songwriting reminded them of arctic monkeys um yeah, which a, i really liked it's
1: a it's a very high compliment so right yeah
0: um, that was by, uh, I don't remember his last name. It was a guy that you and I both know at Multnomah, but I can't remember his last name. So, like, c- his name was Kevin. Kevin something. But I feel like we knew a bunch of Kevins. You Not mean remember.
1: And- do you mean, uh, Kevin, um, like, the guy who was an RA?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Perry.
0: Anywho. Yeah, Kevin Perry. Um, anywho, uh... Uh, moving on. I couldn't remember what I was trying to say.
1: That, that uh, was certainly the most major of the Kevins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we on number six? I think so.
0: Number six. This band is an offshoot of Panic at the Disco. Ooh, um, their, their bass player, Dallin Weeks, broke off a couple years ago and started this band with his friend... Uh, Who has a name that I can't remember off the top of my head This band is I Don't Know How But They Found Me
1: Off by one
0: Good job I had it at number Uh, eight This band uh, They're they're damn good They might be one of the most Inventive like indie Pop rock bands I'm very
1: I'm very intrigued of what Their future holds like yeah absinthe, absinthe was one of the best songs of the like 120 that i listened to mm. uh, from all of these bands like i love that song I... was incredible i
0: love absinthe they recently released a single called mr sinister that i fucking adore um this band is just bass and drums the only live instruments played on stage are bass and drums all of it is pre-recorded um, by uh, Dallin Weeks. Um, oh, they do have an th- album. Yeah, Razzmatazz.
1: Came out last year. I'll have to yep. listen to that.
0: Uh, before that, it was the 1984... something? I can't remember the last word. Um, they have a very, uh, like, retro 50 60 sci-fi aesthetic
1: thing that they do, which is really cool. Um, they They were far and away one of the most intriguing uh bands of your list that yeah really had me like i said excited to see where they head because they might make some really good albums in the near future
0: yeah razzmatazz is a really cool album um i really i have yet to i haven't listened to a song that they've done that i didn't love um and it's kind of rare for that to happen um Mm -hmm. Uh, especially for a band that's only been around for a few years and sure. has done very little of their uh, like before that, Dallin Weeks was a part of another band where he wasn't doing the songwriting. So um, yeah, they're they're awesome. The uh, uh, I don't I don't know I I can't they they're, they're I, again one of the most inventive like indie bands playing right now. Um, the sounds the sonic um, the the sonic. The sounds they use are really cool. The way they um, they bridge this gap between like, sort of it's got like a it's got like a weird retro sound, but it's very modern sounding as well. Like it's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Just give them a listen. Absinthe is really good. Mister Sinister is really good. Um and uh yeah, I promise you'll like at least something you hear from them.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm doing much better with your list so far than i expected to be doing i'm not um, doing
0: very well at all
1: like i've already got 8 points from the half that i was like pretty yeah i was i was dead on with vinyl theater and off by one on them and hippocampus well and you so... can already
0: you can already guess that you can already be a certain sir uh, even if you miss the rest of them you've already got three more points and i
1: was (laughs) way more confident about the top three or four uh that i think i'm gonna have pretty close to being right Mm. um so this is going very well for me i'm very happy right now
0: yeah i'm fucked i'm gonna be out like 20 (laughs) bucks at the end of this month all right oh
1: it won't cost that much uh daniel what's your number six uh my number six is caro caro benito
0: I was off by one.
1: Oh, good job! Uh, Cara Cara Bonito is a recent discovery of mine. I discovered them at the very beginning of this year. I adore this band. Uh, their kind of major debut is an album called Bonito Generation. Uh, mm-hmm. It is sugary, pop, feel good perfection. Truly one of the. Like, one of my number one, like, feel good albums. Uh, their second major album time and place went in a super different direction much more kind of indie rock stylings with a bit of pop still in there uh and they nailed it and that's kind of the direction that they were on with civilization as well uh Mm. i think they have more new music in the works uh they've started at least sarah benito the lead singer has started like doing other collaborations that are really interesting uh they were featured on a new dorian electro remix like they're just uh all over the place doing awesome stuff gradually developing a stronger fan base uh i think this is without a doubt in terms of like pop groups uh not individual artists but pop groups uh certainly one of the most interesting and compelling pop groups of the last five years um really, i really really love this band so
0: i really did not care for the first song i listened to from them which was shrimp
1: yeah that's old uh it's not one of their best
0: it's their number one on apple music yeah but uh, that's just because like if it's, it's old and to, it kind yeah.
1: of got in something or whatever yeah
0: yeah, that being said, I did kind of like Civilizations. I listened to bits of, uh, I think, each of the songs. Um, and I liked what they were doing. I, you'd, you'd probably
1: like Time and Place more. I Maybe. Um, I'm
0: not sure how I feel about her voice. That's which fair. Which is really not something that you can control. Um, <laughs> but she... Uh, the the she she is something uh, about the inflection she uses when she sings like was grating on my ears a little bit yeah I mean uh,
1: she's she's Japanese british uh and has a very distinctive voice yeah uh, so sure. i I can very much see that that like won't float for everybody so yeah
0: um you can't control it I'm not like I'm not saying that she's a she's a great singer it's just it's literally just a preference thing in terms of sure sonic sounds sonic sounds I keep trying to fit the word Sonic or into I mean, phrases, sonic and I keep fucking
1: it up. Dimensions, Sonic Palette, that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: so. it's... I keep trying to be, like, educated in my music, and I keep fucking it up. Um, I promise. I know what I'm talking about. I have most of a music degree. Um... <laughs> uh, I have seven-eighths of a music degree. Um, anyway, uh yeah they were good they have uh carol bonita had elements of a lot of the stuff that i have on my list funnily enough um like they they were kind of a if you mix like uh only danny knows, uh danny's seen this um glass animals and like a j-pop band together it was very like you would get yeah Karo, i Karabinita. didn't i didn't
1: like uh glass animals very much um but it but has I, that but sort I can of same still like, see that
0: yeah yeah it has that same sort of like electro pop sounds yeah um uh, where it's very like bass riff heavy and then you add like an airy vocalist to it yeah it was, um, glass animals is like a recent taste I used to not like them um but I listened to their most recent couple of albums like a couple weeks ago and I was like you know what I really like this um anywho uh number five number five arctic monkeys
1: okay i was off by one
0: again um i uh was first turned on to arctic monkeys after that comment by kevin perry because when he told me that i actually didn't know who arctic monkeys were (laughs) um actually i did know who they were i just didn't know what the name of it because at that time um they had already started playing like do i want to know uh, what, was a
1: huge hit by then
0: do i want to know yeah. why do you always call me when you're high yeah. um that their their am album had become like a massive massive hit around yeah. that time um and so the night after that show that kevin perry was at i went i went back to the house and i uh i, I watched their um they did a 2014 performance with iHeartRadio okay um where they played work for an hour um Uh, and I fell in love. I Mm -hmm. was like, this is one... At the time, it was my favorite band. It immediately became my favorite band. Um, Dang. uh, Arctic Monkeys is the reason I have the taste in music I have now. Sure. Um, They're the band that set me on the direction um, towards where I am with my music tastes. Mm -hmm. Um, I... uh, uh, This... It's the first band I became actually obsessed with. Um because before that, um and, and still a little bit, I don't like to become obsessive about bands as a rule because it feels too like fangirly. Sure. Um and also like as an artist myself, I like to I like to keep some level of like anonymity to the artists. Mm-hmm. Like, anything that isn't, like, personally divulged by them, I try to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, this is, like, the first band where I was like, yep, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. I'm going to find out what their history <laughs> is. I found out that, like, before they started playing together as a group, none of them had any musical experience and had never played instruments. Shows, which
1: kind which yeah, I the don't reason... mean as an insult in any way, shape, or form. No, you can listen yeah.
0: to their first, their first album, and the reason why they play stuff... Um, like, you listen to their first album, uh, their first two albums, actually, and you can hear it, um, especially if you know anything about music, and uh, they play a lot of stuff that's very riff-heavy, mm-hmm. meaning that they're playing single-note lines over on repeat throughout most of the song, and very rarely are they actually playing chords, and when they do play mm-hmm. chords, they're generally playing chords that are very easy to, like, accidentally find um and so which leads you to believe that like they literally just started picking out notes and went like oh yeah this sounds good and then someone and then a couple years later you like they they're one of the biggest bands on the planet and they're like the biggest band in britain and in most of europe their drummer is one of the best live drummers i have ever seen Hmm. um he is like, ridiculously fast, uh, a fast and technical player, and he has like zero musical training. Cool. Um,
1: and, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll spoil, I don't have them on my list.
0: Oh, fuck. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but I do wanna, I do wanna, I do wanna gush about Arctic Monkeys here for a second. The mm. reason I don't have them on my list is I don't like the AM album very much. And I've really never developed any taste for Trillity based hotel tranquility casino. base. Yeah, I um, like like I do like the song four out of five. I think that's a good song, uh, and I pretty much can't stand like the rest of the album. Um, I really I I ought to revisit it and see if I still feel as strongly about it. But when it came out, I I hated it. Um, however. I love their first two albums and whatever people say I am. That's what I'm not. Is that was actually number three of my favorite albums.
0: Um, like
1: I adore that album.
0: Favorite worst nightmare was my number one.
1: Number Um, one. Wow. Okay.
0: Uh, because favorite worst nightmare is like single handedly responsible for putting me where I am. Like if I never listened to favorite worst nightmare, I never listen to the rest of the bands that are on my the, any of the bands that are on my list. That's fair, except for the Hutchdown because Hutchdown came before that. Um, yeah, but yeah, if I never yeah. listen to that, if I never listen to that, I never care for Hippocampus. I never find sure. Mute Math. Um, sure, I never. Yeah,
1: no. Uh, those those first two albums are still two of the like absolute best from the two thousands. I think. Uh, I think and you I honest... obviously would agree. So. Yeah,
0: there. I I honestly would say that favorite worst nightmare is like one of the best albums written in the tw- in the two thousands. Um, it's it's the 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 fact.
1: I think that I I think I they... gravitate toward the storytelling of whatever people say, just a tiny mm. bit more, especially those things like, have you been drinking, Sun... Uh you don't look old enough to me. I'm sorry officer, is there a certain age I'm supposed to be? Like I think yeah. that's basically as good a lyric as I've ever heard. Like yeah, and that that's... that kind of like tongue in cheek but also like absolutely devastating kind of thing that they really captured on those first two albums, but I think especially on that first one.
0: I gravitate right. towards the musicality of favorite worst nightmare. That's um, fair. That's fair. Like if 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 what I say, whatever you say, I am. That's not what I'm not. Is like step one. Yeah. Um. Then and uh, then uh, favorite worst nightmare is step two. It's them going like, okay, we are musicians now mm-hmm. and writing songs that are not just lyrically good but yeah. like musically phenomenal as well whatever whatever teddy, people... teddy picker teddy picker remains one of my all-time teddy favorite an songs incredible
1: song uh-huh. uh whatever people say is one of the few albums that i probably listen to twice a year which doesn't sound like a lot except like i don't i don't revisit things that much like uh i i listen to like 150 to 200 albums that will come out in a given year and Mm -hmm. so i don't have a ton of time to listen to lots of old stuff so if i listen to something two or three times in the course of a year uh, i really love that album and so Yeah,
0: yeah you're gonna see a a trend with my top five these are all bands that uh they I don't know if I hadn't found these bands, I don't know if I'd be the person I am today. That's I mean, how deeply these these five bands um, are, okay. like how important they are to me. Like I don't, if I don't find these bands, I'm not sure I develop into the human I am right now. Okay, um, which uh, you know could be good, could be bad. Uh, it's really up for I, other people. to I think decide. I've got,
1: I think I've got one of them wrong. Uh, so we'll see which one I have wrong. Yeah, but Danny, what's your number so. five? Uh, my number five is black dresses I
0: get a point but I'm off
1: where where'd you have that on the list like uh, number two number two oh okay um I, I do really like them uh yeah black dresses uh, i recent... I thought
0: you I thought I had heard you mention them before um I probably so have
1: I, I their their current their most recent album, uh, when we did our mid year uh, recap was among the top three albums right. That's of, what I, of
0: the okay. year. So That's what I'm remembering.
1: Um Yeah, they're amazing. They're a combination of hyper pop and rock and chaos and they talk about gender and everything like it's just it's just a it's very 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 difficult for me to try and describe it because song to song it's not remotely similar like they are really all over the place in the best way uh doing something totally new even among the emerging world of kind of glitchy hyper pop kind of sounds and even among the very queer space that that is they still seem to kind of stick out as something unique, uh, yeah. which yeah, I, I is really them.
0: incredible. Uh, more more than you thought I was gonna like them. Yeah, um, because I do. I, I really appreciate when when bands or artists meld that kind of like pop and rock sound together mm-hmm. in a way that's interesting, not just like some dude playing electric guitar with a pop song. Um, right but like actually merge the genres together in some way. It's one of the reasons why I like like grandson is because he he kind of does that where he merges like hard rock and like some like synth pop sounds. Yeah. Um and as well as a few other bands. So, yeah, I know I liked Black Dresses quite I didn't listen to as much of them as I listened to a few of the other bands. Um but I I like And heard.
1: and I'm still like they're a, they're a very recent discover like I hadn't heard them at all before this year. And so, they're they're in this spot because I don't have a lot of history with them, as well as because um, there are they are still difficult to listen to. Like it's not mm. super easy and enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Uh, they were good. Yeah, they were good. All right. Um. So now we're moving on to number four. Um, my number 4 pick is currently on tour with 21 Pilots um on their takeover tour. Uh this band is half alive. I love this band. They put out an EP called 3 a few years ago. Um uh, that I fell in love with this EP um is what kind of launch long- this EP along with the um their song Still Feel kind of launched them into popularity among the like indie bands um indie pop indie band circles um the
1: Yeah, I knew I knew they were popular but I I really didn't like the songs that I heard from them Which so ones I wasn't did you sure. listen to?
0: Just out of curiosity.
1: I let me see. Uh, cuz I
0: would have given you recommendations there. for what to listen to cuz
1: I listened to Still Feel Uh-huh uh, The Fall, Runaway, Arrow, oh, Awake at Night. You didn't like those? I thought Arrow was okay, if I remember still right. Still
0: Feel but. is, like, one of my all-time favorite songs. Runaway is... Runaway is... A phenol- I think is a phenomenal song. It might be one... In my opinion... It
1: might have been a... Like, it might have still been, like, a good song. It just, like, it wasn't clicking for me. I so. love
0: Runaway, because not only is it a good song, but it's a good song with three fucking instruments... And they're weird instrument, Or not even three instruments. It's two instruments... Well, three. There is a bass. I forgot. It's three instruments and, a, <laughs> and basically, like, layered vocals. It's Wurlitzer piano, a bass doing the bare minimum a bass has to do, and and mm-hmm. basically a drum kit that's made up of hi-hat, snare, and kick drum.
1: Yeah, I, I usually don't uh, notice any of those things. I know, uh, you or, don't. Or, or, but care, I, or I, care about those things. And so I just thought, in terms of like lyrics and song structure, yeah, like it wasn't this, really this, landing for me. But I do know that they're like really popular, and I've got other friends that like them. And yeah, not. The, so like this, if this isn't that surprising. Yeah, if I don't
0: know how, but they found me as one of the uh, is one of the most experimental bands in like indie pop music. Half Alive like takes the cake. Um, they're they're in terms of like ones that are like popular. Like they're not like Tame Impala. I I think with their album now not yet and the stuff that they're doing.
1: I mean, I really, I really, really don't like Tame Impala. So like, you're not offended? Like, no, 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 but, no. I mean, that's the I, one that I think most people. I would haven't say. heard
0: enough of Tame Impala to make that art make that argument. I didn't throw to- I just okay. I I think of like with the stuff that they're doing with their album now not yet, which came out in 2019, and then um, the stuff that they're producing, like that they produced during the pandemic, and then now. Um, mm-hmm. is like very experimental like indie okay. synth pop kind of stuff um like they're experimenting with the what like kind of the strong the song structures they work with or um mm-hmm. how much of it is live versus recorded and then um just it's i don't know I can't describe it it's very cool to, to watch um they uh the their live show is also phenomenal they have, um, they're not the first band that has dancers come with them but the stuff the dancing they do on stage is very interesting to watch mm-hmm. they do a lot of they have three people come and dance with them oftentimes the lead singer is one of them um, and they do very intricate like literally three person dance sequences um, they're not separated they're literally like they're touching each other at all times uh-huh. um, and it's very cool. it's very cool to watch cool. but uh, yeah half cool. alive really cool band
1: cool uh my number four i'll be pretty impressed if you picked this Uh, steely dan oh no no josh is josh is (laughs) deeply upset why are you deeply upset because i
0: thought that was your hated
1: band ah no because steely dan Uh, sounds like nothing else on your list I mean, that's- that's fair. That- I mean, that- he's- he's not- I'll- I'll go so far. Steely Dan sounds like no other band that's ever been. Fuck! Uh, I'm genuinely (laughs) a little bit upset by this. Motherfucker. I can tell. I was way off from Um, the beginning. I- okay.
0: What's- what's your fucking favorite band? You talk, I'm gonna look at your list for a moment.
1: Um, yeah, so- so I- so I adore- uh Steely Dan. And you're right, they're they're not like any of these other bands. They're not really like any other band. Uh they are a blend of jazz and rock. Yeah. Uh in in equal parts They're a jam band. Um, <laughs> uh, I can just keep throwing my glasses on my uh, But uh yeah, no, I I really love Steely Dan. I think their lyricism is incredible. I think they write solos that I can listen to an infinite number of times. Uh, I remember early when I was getting into them. There's they have a song called Asia, uh, which is like eight or nine minutes long. Uh, might even be a little bit longer than that. It doesn't feel that long. Like it it if if you're uh, if a lot of your picks are like bands that made you the person that you are. Some of mine are. But Steely Dan is one that really challenged what I valued in music Mm. and really got me to a place where I was able to better appreciate um, the musicality of their songs. Uh, I love, I actually have on vinyl all of their canonical albums uh, prior to their 2003 or whatever comeback. Like, fuck that. Uh, like I have on vinyl all of their albums. Um, I absolutely love them. I was listening to them today, uh, and moved them up a spot. So you, you should be glad I didn't listen to them more. They might've moved, they wouldn't have moved any higher, but they are solidly, uh, this is solidly my absolute favorite band from the seventies. I,
0: I thought you hated them. For two big reasons, a because For okay. three big reasons, a they're a jam band and none of the other,
1: uh, they're kind of uh, they're
0: just that's their genre is a jam, they're a jam band. That's, I mean
1: their genre is jazz rock, but like
0: yeah, they fit into that same echelon as like Fish. And a couple other bands where they're they're known as a jam band. Anyway, that's
1: uh, that's that's fair. Okay, fair enough. For, uh, for what for what that's worth, I also do really like the Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. That's uh, they're the other not band on I was thinking. they're not on this list, but I do I do have quite an appreciation for the Grateful Dead. So there was
0: that. The a Dead. they don't sound like other other any other like I was trying to figure out True. the yeah no they the, they the pattern of like you most of the bands on your list fit into like three different styles basically. Um... And then, on top of that, people love to hate Steely Dan. And so I thought maybe you were one of them. I should have remembered the conversation we had a couple weeks ago where I was like, Danny likes to be intentionally divisive and just pick the things that no one else likes. You
1: also should have remembered that, like, I have a very deep love uh, for John Mulaney and for the show Oh Hello on Broadway. Yeah. uh Which has quite a lot to do with Steely Dan. I know. Uh, And that actually reminded me that I should listen to them again. And Oh Hello on Broadway, like, started my Steely Dan love. Um, like, I'd heard Asia before and thought it was a pretty good album, but it didn't, like, blow me away. And then after... Oh hello on Broadway, I was like, Maybe I'll try Steely Dan again and I was like, This is my favorite thing.
0: I cannot believe this. Um Alright. Now I have I have zero idea who you're hate. I mean I have an idea, <laughs> but like I'm very unconfident about it. Um Okay. Uh anything Fair else enough. to say? I, uh, I I can no. be I, I I'm gonna be honest I haven't heard too, I haven't really haven't heard much of Steely Dan if I have
1: probably I highly recommend to everyone that they listen to the album Can't Buy a Thrill mm. um, because it has some of their like most well known songs like Do It Again and um, Relent in the Years but it also has some of their b- best deep cuts uh, like Kings and uh, Turn That Heartbeat Over Again um so i think midnight cruisers on that album too mm-hmm. so just a really amazing uh but really everything that they did between 72 i think is when that album came out and uh the project they did in 1980 or 1981 the name of which escapes me right now those like six albums are all pretty much just like phenomenal mm-hmm. so all right,
0: my number three. We're getting up here now. Uh, no intro. My number three pick is Two
1: Door Cinema Club. Ooh. I, uh, I, I don't have them on my list. At I all. I love this band. Um. So one of these three bands that I thought very strongly was going to be on your list is not.
0: Um, okay. I uh, don't worry about it. Even if I got the remaining two, three of yours correct. <laughs> One of which I know for certain is wrong because I already said black, you already said black dresses. I would still lose. Um, you have nothing to lose. It's here.
1: a cumulative thing Danny, maybe, <laughs> maybe you will maybe you will go to just the right fortune teller that will tell you exactly how my books list uh, is fortune supposed tellers to be. are crocs
0: anyway, um <laughs> yeah, I could I could get uh, you could get the next three you could get all three of mine of these wrong and still win. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, you could have stopped you I should, stopped. I listened to
1: seven I listened to seven hours Of your music Your dedication was far more than mine Um, <laughs> I went I went hard Well, all your bands are so similar Like, I kinda had to yeah, we, Or I would have just been like Totally in the dark
0: Yeah, we, this was difficult for each of us differently Like, mine were all sort of In the same genre um style kind of range whereas
1: almost all um, of your bands are 2010s indie rock
0: yeah yeah um uh all mine
1: are all over the place yours are all over the
0: place and they they like stylistically don't fit into in into like into any one category, it yeah is interesting. They
1: they hedge toward pop, but that was yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, so two door cinema club.
0: This is they are one of the um they are one of the most consistently good bands I've heard. Um, most of their music sound on any given album, the the music is very consistent. Like the level of songwriting quality is very very even across the album they have obviously a few songs that are like like what you know is like their most well-known song and then something uh something i can do i think i can't remember the exact name of it um that you like most people wreck that's the funny thing they have a few songs like no one knows the name of but everyone recognizes just because they've been, yeah. like, utilizing commercials and stuff like that.
1: Vi- Vinyl Theater is kind of that way, yeah. too. Like, there were a couple of their songs where I was like, oh, I remember when that played on Kent yeah, all the time. Uh, but, Mute uh, Math
0: is the funniest one for me in terms of that because they have a song that I'm convinced every person knows, but no one actually knows who it's by or when it was written or what the song is called. Uh, what's
1: that song? Typical. Uh,
0: because Typical. I think Typical has been in, like, a dozen different commercials
1: what's the how's it go
0: uh no 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 no. i don't know i you'd have to play the intro for it you to recognize it um uh it was a song that i list i i heard i i I started playing it the for the first time and i was like i know the song like i know every part of the song for some reason and i've Mm -hmm. never heard it before or never consciously paid attention to it
1: anyway oh i'm i'm sure i played it when I was going through the mute math that I listened to. Yeah. So okay,
0: um, I'm sure I heard it. Anywho, um, uh, yeah. Tudor Cinema Club, they're also one of the more interesting bands in terms of evolution. Um, like, they've not only changed their musical style, but their, like, personal styles have changed. Like, they're up there with, like, Arctic Monkeys in terms of, like, radical style changes. Um,
1: Arctic Monkeys certainly did that. Arctic Monkeys uh, did that.
0: And then also, yeah. Tudor Cinema Club did it less with their music and more with their, like visual style um like their visual style has changed they went from like like 2000s like um that's oh i don't even know what to call it like that sort of like chuck nerdy like wears kind of a suit but ironically um kind of atmosphere when they were starting out in the in the like mid 2000s to like 1970s-esque, like, very odd, st- like, wearing, like, suits with, uh, like, leisure suit-esque style, and...
1: So, like, a Talking Heads kind of vibe.
0: Sort of, yeah. Um, okay. uh, And uh, it's been really interesting. However, their albums have been very consistently... I don't care necessarily for their most recent album, um, but their first three albums are very, like, consistently good all the way across... Um, they're stylistically very similar within the album. I mean, not like across the whole spectrum Mm -hmm. there. Each, each album is very different, but, um,
1: yeah, I didn't love this one. And I also heard it kind of toward the end of my listening where I was kind of losing steam a little bit. Uh, so I wasn't sure Mm. what to do with it exactly. Uh, but it did seem like something that you would like. I'm not surprised. I'm a little surprised it's this high. But I'm not surprised that you like. Yeah, they
0: they've so. kind of grown on me in the last like two years. Um, with uh, when I was working with Foxland and trying to develop uh, a style, they're one of the bands I drew heavily on. They're very very focused on melody. So even their like guitar mm-hmm. parts are very melodic. Um, um, like I would say the Arctic Monkeys, it, Arctic is, Monkeys uh... in the beginning is is very much is fo- very much focused. Even though they're... Um, one of the things that makes Arctic Monkeys interesting... I have a point to this, for sure. In the, in the beginning, <laughs> is that they're playing riffs, which are, generally speaking, melodically driven, but they're playing right. them as rhythm parts. Um, mm. And so it's one of the things that, like, draws your ear to Arctic Monkeys, because it's counterintuitive. Um, whereas uh, Two-Door Cinema Club uh, is more traditional in the fact that they're, like their melody their uh their guitar parts and their vocal parts are playing off each other it's a melody and counter melody thing which is very like interesting and pleasing Mm. to listen to at least for me um cool uh
1: my number three is taylor swift
0: okay i have taylor swift on your list but i had her lower
1: okay uh yeah so taylor swift is probably the only uh, the only person on this list that's meant something to me for more than five years—I've um, followed her career extensively since two thousand eight—and um, just loved I pretty much every when it, when it started. <laughs> uh, well, no, she started in two thousand six, but I oh, really? uh, was caught on uh, shortly after. So, um, like, no one had heard of her until like two thousand eleven. No, I mean, she was popular in the country world. I mean, Love Story is 2008. Oh, is it? So, like, yeah. Maybe it's just me, then. Maybe I I
0: didn't really know who she was until, like, 2010-ish.
1: So she kind of, like, had that, like, wave of You Belong With Me and Love Story that kind of put her on everybody's radar in 2008. And then kind of dropped off of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, There weren't a lot of big hits off of Speak Now. And then kind of came back into the popular imagination in 2012 or so with um, "I Knew You Were Trouble" and "22" mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, love love her music, uh, love her storytelling, love the different styles that's used. Um, like pretty much all, I like all of her albums. I love most of them uh folklore in particular is a phenomenal album That's what I've heard. um i yeah you'd like folklore probably it draws on other things you might like i don't know you don't like uh i don't know it's hard to say um yeah uh taylor swift doesn't need a whole lot of introduction at this point uh i think that her songwriting is wonderful i think that her song structure is simple but that she makes the most out of those forms, mm. um, I just think that she's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, no, she's good. She's yeah. got some catchy stuff. Um, all right, well, and some really good deep cuts that nobody knows unless they listen to the albums. That are amazing pieces of songwriting. Mm-hmm. So,
0: all right, my number two is a band that I first heard um, when they. They cut an EP with Twenty One Pilots, um, where they uh, they basically covered a bunch of Twenty One Pilots songs with the band with Twenty One Pilots, um, and uh, it became my like one of my favorite all time albums.
1: Now I have now I have no damn clue what you're about to mute say. Mute math. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, mute that. math. Okay. Uh, you- well, they're they're so old that you said you you leading that way was a very strange yeah. way to lead uh
0: mu Math. Okay. yeah mute meth started and so they they started as a uh 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 paul Meany the lead singer right and roy mitchell cardenas and uh a guy named greg hill started as like a touring worship band for uh i want to say campus crusade for christ Um, and, uh, they had another drummer. It was actually the drummer that joined them on their last tour. Um, and a guy named Darren King, uh, who is one of the best working drummers alive, um, Mm. uh, was actually like a understudy to their drummer because they, they liked his personality, but he wasn't that good of a drummer at the time. And then in like 2004, they exploded with their first album. Um, and Tipi- Typical mm-hmm. became, like, I again, I, I state, like, one of the most well-known songs of the last 20 years, but no one actually knows where it's from. Um, like, I've played mm-hmm. this song
1: for, like... I think, I think Mute, Mute Math is one of those bands that, like, I think a lot of people have heard of without really having particularly strong knowledge about... Yeah, because... Well, it's because uh, they have a
0: name that, like, doesn't stick in your brain unless you really actually want to listen to them. Um, Like I've played typical for a bunch of people and they're like, yeah, I recognize this. And they have no idea where from. I think it was in like a Mazda commercial at one point and it was in a bunch of other things. Anyway, um, they are, uh, they're one of the most interesting bands in my opinion to listen to all the way through their discography, because you see them go from like a kind of traditional 2000s alt rock band with their self-titled album uh where they have some of the their the the the, the band is ba- built off the backs of Paul Meany and darren king um Paul Meany is one of if not is one of the best lyricists of the last 20 years in my opinion at least like he is it's,
1: you make so many bold claims, i do but i do okay.
0: in my i'm saying well i'm sitting in my opinion because i really i really appreciate okay. his song he's a really solid songwriter and darren king it, like this is this is backed up he is one of the best working drummers alive um okay. he he did he was the um he was one of the the uh what's the word i'm looking for highlight players um uh, guitar center does a drum off competition every year and he mm. in like 2013 was like their um keynote speaker for lack of a better word where he like, keynote performer um where he okay. went up and like uh did like a, a basically like a ma- not a master class but like a master class performance on dr- on drums and um he's ridiculously good um but he left this is the other case of, of a band that I started listening to them a month after they, they, the, uh, Darren King left the band. And a lot of people uh-huh. think that Darren King was the heart of the band. Um, and he left. They did one more tour and then they broke up, um, for okay. good. But, uh, they, they go from like, from like alt rock to, um, they, their second album, Odd Soul, was like a blue, basically like a blues rock album. Um, okay. and then their third album, uh, uh, sorry, their second album's Armistice. It's very similar to MeMath, the self-titled album. Their third album is Odd Soul, which is basically like okay. a blues album. And then mm-hmm. they do Vitals, which is like almost like an 80s synth-pop album. Um, and then they do Play Dead, which is like if you mashed all of their albums together, you would get Play Dead. Um, like they talk about how um, if Vitals is a an experiment in... Um, openness and allowing mm-hmm. space to kind of come into the music play dead is and it is an, is an example of like there's almost too much happening at any given time um they uh it's it's some of the most intricate songwriting in terms of like rock music that i've ever heard um their live show is to this day one of the best live performances I've ever seen um and,
1: and you do put a lot of stock in I live put a
0: lot of stock in, li- in live performances they yeah. were
1: phenomenal um I put no stock in live performances. I haven't seen any of these bands yeah,
0: live. Yeah. I've seen I haven't seen all of these bands live, but I've seen a few of them live. Um I I've seen I've I've uh, definitely looked up live performances for all of them. But. I've
1: seen one of my entire long list. I've seen one of those bands live.
0: Yeah, I put a I put a lot of stock life. in live music. I so, I don't yeah, really cool. co- I don't there's an innate part of me that does not consider a band a quality band unless they can play as well live as they do in a studio.
1: Eh, that's fair. Um I mean I think it's Yeah, alright, fine.
0: I mean I, I it's just how I value music. It's a it's a definitely a preference thing. I think part of sure. as a performer, I think part of an important part of music is is performing that music. That's definitely not the case for that's not an opinion that a lot of people a lot all people share. Um but for me it is and so I for my bands, these are all bands that like they play phenomenally even even if it's different, it's still phenomenal live as well as it is on the album. Yeah, that's so, fair. Mute math.
1: Uh number two for me is Jason Isbell I knew That was gonna be wrong. Um Where'd you where'd you have him on the I list? I didn't
0: have him on the list.
1: Oh. Okay. Uh Jason Isbell is phenomenal, uh, amazing songwriter, uh, amazing country Americana uh, sound. Um, but really it's his it's his songwriting. That's what um, i heard. The songwriting, the songwriting on Southeastern is phenomenal. The songwriting on Nashville Sound is phenomenal. Even most of, uh, his most recent album, Reunions, is very good. Um just he makes they're, they're songs that don't have a lot of lyrics but every single lyric counts like just pound for pound knocks it out of the park every time makes me feel a wide range of emotions uh, whenever things are like really bad I go to southeastern and things feel better um, so yeah just a I didn't even mention something more than free. That album's also amazing. Uh, yeah, so just a, a may- I have several of his albums on vinyl um, because he's just that freaking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just. Uh, yeah, I've
0: heard a lot of good things about his songwriting. Um, unfortunately, I just don't care for most country music, and so I haven't really gotten a chance it's to much
1: more americana than country like if there's any country that non-country fans like it's this kind of country mm-hmm. uh and he toured with father john misty who's not country at all so there's enough like overlap in their style and sound that uh um gotcha
0: yeah so. all right honorable mentions before we get to our number one we're going to talk about our honorable mentions and our hated band uh slash artist yeah um, so before we get to the hated bands, let's go through our honorable mentions. I'm just going to list off mine really fast. Um, these are bands. These, these bands didn't necessarily all show up on my master list. Um, because we had to cut them down to 20. And so I think there's only one of them. Yeah. Only one of them didn't show up. Okay. All right. So, c- calm down. Um, we didn't <laughs> do news. We're, we're like well on time. Uh, so my honorable mentions are catfish in the Bottleman, which is a band from Britain. Uh, they're 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 like
1: wait a band called Catfish and the Bottleman is from Britain I'm shocked that sounds so British oh,
0: does it? I mean
1: that sounds so like it either sounds like anybody in the post punk eighties like Echo and the um, Bunny Man of the like nineteen eighty four or mm-hmm. so like anybody post punk or else like totally British.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of where they fit, too. Genre, uh, genre, like, they, they're a band that their goal setting out was kind of to bring back, like, old-school British punk music. Um, mm-hmm. And so they have a very, like, punk-ish rock sound. It's very basic. It's very stripped back. Um, but they're uh, they're awesome to listen to. Um, okay, Panic! of the Disco, uh, based off of my style, that's not hard to guess. Um, a band called Doddy That's Freya who I thought from. That's uh, who
1: I thought. That's who I thought was going to be number three. Uh, I thought Panic was going to be on. Okay,
0: your list. no, I I don't love
1: Panic enough for them to be on my list. Um, well, my my thinking was that you would have liked their old stuff, and then that you also might like their new stuff in a different way because of the like AJR kind of thing. Yeah, to Yeah. So, I thought there was a chance, and I know you love Brendan Yuri So, I thought there was a chance that it would be. Well, let's
0: clarify something. I love to hate Brendan Yuri because no oh. one should be that good looking and also sing that uh-huh. well. It's unfair right. um, when uh-huh. whoever the creator was was dumping talent into that bucket. He definitely tripped uh-huh. a little bit. Um, yeah. It's uh-huh. not fair. Anyway, um, Dottie Freya is a band from Iceland. Um, they were a. I'm not sure if they won or if they were a, uh, a, a front runner for the, uh, I think the 2020 Eurovision contest um, or 2019 Eurovision contest. I'm not sure which one. Um, I want to say 2019. And I, I'm just going to stop talking. Okay. They're good. Um, they're really good. They did a song called Think About Things um, about the lead singer's daughter. That was really cool. It's a really touching song. You should listen to it. Um, Wallows. Wallows is a band that's front, uh, fronted by the guy from 13 Reasons Why, um, and whatever you say about, whatever you want to say about the show, uh, do it, but, uh, also, um, discount it when you're listening to Wallows. Wallows is a phenomenal indie band. And then my last one is Sir Sly, uh, or Seriously. I'm not sure if it's just a play off of the word or not. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't tell. Um, and I haven't looked. Seriously. It could be, it could be, Seriously. well, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure be. if it's pronounced yeah. S- "sir Sly" or "seriously," and it's just like a mix-up of the word. Um, but uh, they're they're are another like indie pop synth band that I like. Um, they've had music featured on uh, the show Lucifer, um, and uh, yeah, I don't think Danny liked them, but I do. So there you go. I, I didn't like
1: I didn't like. Them. He didn't like them enough um, that he texted me that I don't like them. <laughs> They were like the only band that I didn't like on your list. Uh, yeah, I so so. Uh, Josh, uh, we decided on the rule that bands and solo projects they might have done, mm-hmm. um, meant two different things. Yep. Uh, so because of that, that knocked three uh artists slash groups out. Uh, so I'll mention them as um. Uh, honorable mentions uh we've got the killers i like the killers a lot i love sam's town and i love battleborn hot fuzz is okay um i also really love brandon flowers's solo projects desired effect and flamingo i think those are amazing mm. albums um another honorable mention would go to fun oh uh, and also interesting yeah and also nate Ruiz uh, a lot of people know Fun's, uh, 2012 album, I think it's just called We Are Young. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but, the one before that is called Aim and Ignite, and it is phenomenal. It is like, like, Queen mixed with indie pop. It, it is one of my favorite, uh, I, I think that album is absolutely phenomenal, uh, Amazing storytelling. I, I more people need to check that mm-hmm. one out. And then none there's no uh hip-hop on my list, which is unfortunate. I listen to a lot of hip hop. I, I like a lot of hip hop. The problem is I like albums. Uh-huh. Like there aren't a lot of artists that I really like, but the one that would have made the list if I could combine solo stuff and non solo stuff is pusha T slash clips. Uh, Because as the duo Clips, they had several great albums, and then Pusha T's Daytona is one of my favorites as well. Gotcha. Um, So those are a couple of my honorable mentions. All right. Uh, What's your hated band? Well, you
0: have to guess. God damn it! I think it's uh, 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 Carly Rae Jepsen.
1: Nope. Is it? Is it? Is it Pink Floyd? it is pink floyd oh, me i thought i thought you might guess uh Radio i had Ned. pink floyd on your list too um i i be- at the
0: end yeah it like was now? number 10
1: uh um well that's that's a hit you take not for it being number 10 so so yeah you take you lose one point do i oh I yeah guess i do don't i it was on the list um, I based it off of. So, they're like
0: known for being like an experimental classic rock band. So oh I yeah. Wasn't
1: sure. No, by all by all accounts, I should like Pink Floyd. Okay. And I so, still think that someday in the future I might, but I I really don't. So uh, I've I've uh, at the
0: beginning of the podcast, Danny said, uh, uh, if if you're, if, once we talk about your uh. Your least favorite band, Josh You're going to have some explaining to do And I think you also have some explaining to do oh, It okay, is fair not enough. fair uh, You did the exact same thing that I did And you, you 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 found a band That fit both the genre That matches your list But also that you didn't like
1: Some of them No, Pink Floyd is, is one of those What I did was I thought through bands That everybody else likes And that I don't like and they were, like, the top that's one what I that did I too. thought of. Um, you I'm pretty sure yours is Muse. It is Muse. Yeah, uh, because Muse is the only one that's n- not particularly like the rest of your except list.
0: Except everyone but you would say otherwise. Um, most people...
1: No, because, uh, pe- because they're because their sound is, their sound is more electronic, it's more half- droning... It, it goes on uh, longer. It's less about melody, Mo- like you say. Well, I'll put it this way. There, like,
0: are two, there are two reasons why I thought this would trip you up. First off, uh, a lot of people I've talked to would say that not, most of the bands on this list don't exist without Muse.
1: I think that's a fair thing to say. Um,
0: and then also, I'll, those same people have said, I'm surprised you don't like Muse um that's also a fair i thing have to say. disliked muse for a long time um i don't think True. anything they're doing is particularly creative their songs are kind of boring to me yeah uh, I, I think there are other bands that do similar things that do them
1: better uh i i don't hate old muse like their first two or three albums uh I I really don't think anything they made after that is worth very much. I've tried. So. I
0: genuinely because so I played in a band called Foxland, and the other two guys love Muse. And on sure. top of that, not only do they love Muse, but we have like indirectly pulled influence from Muse. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are things that we did in our music that were very similar. I guess to, I don't I to th- I don't necessarily agree, but they have told me that are very similar to things that Muse have done. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, aside, like, super massive black hole, the one that was that was featured in Twilight. Oh, funnily enough, um, uh, uh, fuck, what song was it? Was it Typical? Typical was also featured in Twilight, the Mute Math song. Typical. Was okay. also, that's why another reason why people know it. Anyway, um, that's the only song <laughs> from Muse that I'm like, it's all right. I kind of, but like yeah. the rest of them, like, I don't know. This is kind of, it's kind of, it's. Uh,
1: I mean, it doesn't... It's it's almost more of, like, a shoegaze kind of thing. A little bit. Where it's not the melody... Like, I'm not at all surprised that you don't like Muse. I am, that, I that makes am genuinely sense
0: bummed me. that you picked out the one that I didn't like.
1: Oh, what you're really bummed about is how quickly I did it. Like, I looked at your list before hearing anybody and was like, it's probably God. Muse. And Fucking as I went, it. I wrote... And as I went through them I wrote down what I was thinking of them like were they good were they depressing mm-hmm. were they solid and then when I got to Muse I wrote probably hated question mark with like half the bands God to go God
0: damn Yeah cuz so, Muse sits yeah. in the middle like just after the middle of the list
1: Yeah and I was already like it's God Muse damn it. But even before that I was pretty sure I it was tried
0: Muse. so hard too to figure out like a band that somehow fit into like Muse does it is different than the other bands, but it does more or less fit into a similar. Area. Yeah, totally. Um, before yeah. we move on, though, uh, before we move to number one, I do want to highlight a couple of other bands because something Dan- Danny called me out on something when we um, when I sent him my list, and that was that I have yeah almost zero female representation
1: on my list. Though you do have some lead singers for Group Love and Churches that didn't Group make your Love. List
0: churches and the hush sound all three of which have oh yeah the Sound well hush Sound is half and half um it's uh uh they have two lead singers and um and yeah they have two lead singers that's all i had to say on that but i do want to call i want to i want to point out something and i want to call out a couple bands this is partially due to the way i listen to music i i tend to pull influence heavily from the bands i'm listening to it's why i listen to these bands right and just it's just by nature of that that most of them are are male led um and right. then also the way i picked out these well, bands the, was by scrolling through
1: my apple music list and going well and then in, in fairness like the indie rock scene that you're drawing on is pretty male yeah. and very very white like it's it's a pretty homogenized
0: thing. yeah
1: it's so it's not I, yeah. it's
0: not yeah, um, that isn't to say that there aren't people of other races and sexes I don't like because I want to point this out um, because mm-hmm. I, I texted Danny this before that um, I I went to my uh, now defunct Spotify uh, account that I don't use <laughs> mm-hmm. and I scrolled through all the artists I used to listen to and I was like, oh shit, there are a bunch of female artists that should be on this list <laughs> that I just forgot about because I don't remember anyone's names um like yeah to to, co- to create this list i literally just went through my apple thing and i created a right. master list of artists that i really liked, and then i just narrowed it down mm-hmm. to 20 a couple mm-hmm. um that should be on this list um the artist ash um who did a really popular song a couple years ago called moral of the story um sucre who used to be part of the uh of uh not emery um Shit. there was a female pop band that she played in in the 2000s. That was relatively popular. I don't remember their name. Um, but Sucre, um, is a side project created by Darren King and his wife. Um, and his wife is the primary songwriter. He just kind of plays there. Um, and they're really good. Uh, she's particularly, she's a phenomenal songwriter. Um, and then the band Flora Cash, half of which is, um, it's a duo. Um, half of which is, a uh, um, a woman that made it sound really like token
1: um but you know what i'm trying to say uh i just wanted to call them out those would have uh those would have probably tripped me up because i've never heard of any of yeah those, those bands, are three so. artists
0: that should have been on my <laughs> list um but because i haven't fully gotten everything over to my apple music because it's sure. a new thing that i'm using um mm-hmm. i cool. haven't i just wanted to like call out the fact that i'm not entirely yeah, yeah no that's
1: good that's good
0: uh, i'm not sexist well and I i'm just... not
1: happy i'm not happy with how white my list is but like i said i really love hip-hop mm-hmm. i don't have a favorite artist that i like listen to all the time yeah. like i i'm i go hard on variety all over the place i so.
0: don't but i've already explained why um yeah.
1: all right danny uh so your your number one band is 21 pilots tell us yeah why. My no- briefly i don't know if that's you you've talked uh you've talked so much love of 21 pilots yeah, on i did this a podcast. whole thing
0: on them uh, you
1: you can you can rein it in a little bit
0: i here. uh think that the songwriting is impeccable i think that the music uh pulls from almost every genre possible uh, whilst being original in its uh, in its creation. I think that the fact that they didn't start out as a band that sounded out... Like, a lot of bands that we now know as being, like, very creative in their songwriting started out as bands that weren't creative in their songwriting. Uh, 21 Pilots mm-hmm. has always been an outlier. It's one of the reasons why they made it so big so fast um, was because they uh, don't sound like... They, their closest relative is Lincoln Park, and Lincoln Park sounds yeah. nothing like Twenty One Pilots. Um, yeah, I think that's they. Fair. They merge uh, pop and rock and metal in some instances with, uh, and they. I mean hip hop. Yeah, sorry.
1: There's quite a there's quite a bit of hip
0: hop. Yeah, um, they uh Tyler Joseph You
1: you, le- you left off like one of the most I know like, I will sorry I
0: distinctive features of When the I band. said pop I meant hip hop and I just said it wrong. Oh okay. Um okay.
1: I mean there's pop yeah. there too but like yeah the, the 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 like ska yeah kind of thing without a ska beat Yeah, I it fucked it
0: up. Um It's kind of how They say, they yeah. uh Tyler Joseph has been uh has is one of the best songwriters i've ever in my opinion i've ever heard his music is both from the heart and very inventive whenever they do a new album they're very intentional about um about uh not what's the word not adapting not changing about evolving their music over time so it's not Mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again even from um their second album regional at best to vessels which are basically, they mm-hmm. sound very similar, but they are also very different from one another.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they, for, for what it's worth, I think vessel is their best album by far. I so. love, you don't agree. No, the, I like, love blurry but, face
0: is My favorite blurry face was number two on my albums list.
1: Okay. I would have put it at number one favorite so. worst
0: nightmare was my number one. Um, yeah, for, yeah, yeah for that. reasons. Um, I, yeah, I, I, they're the only band where I have fully immersed myself in, in, being, being, yeah, you've gone real hard. Uh, and
1: you know all the lore. You've quizzed me on the lore. I've done poorly on the lore. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, and I just, I, yeah, yeah, I, their live show is phenomenal. And there you go. So
1: I'm going to preface this because otherwise you're probably not going to believe me. Uh, so this person. Uh, I just have has... a question to ask
0: you because you've you made that comment where I'm not gonna believe you am I, am I about am I about, are we about to end this podcast over my anger over your num- number
1: one? <laughs> I'm not sure uh, let's hope not because I need my prize um, but I do want to assure you that this is not a lie. This is 100% my favorite okay. artist. Over especially over these last like couple of okay. years. This is the person that if if even if I don't listen to a lot of people very often, almost every month I listen to this artist. You said artist in person, so I know I'm wrong. Mother What did you have? I'm just curious. Motherfucker. Talking heads. Oh, okay. Uh no, Motherf- it's not talking fucker. heads.
0: We did a whole podcast. Um, on that goddamn musical! You <laughs> I <liked> did! It.
1: <laughs> but you talked so highly of Talking Heads. Sure. Talking Heads is God great.
0: Okay. Uh, okay.
1: This, uh, it's Carly Epson. Um, I'm, Rage Epson. Fuck. I'm gonna rage. I'm gonna rage quit. You're allowed to rage. Uh, so, as you, many people out there might think, she sang Call Me Maybe and nothing else. Well, after Call Me Maybe, she made four of the best pop albums I've heard in ever. Uh, including Emotion in 2015, which is the best, like, my f- absolute favorite and I think absolute best, like, standard pop album ever. Like, if you haven't heard Emotion, go listen to Emotion She followed that up with B-Sides to Emotion, which are nearly as good, Dedicated, which is nearly as good, and B-Sides to Dedicated, which are nearly as good. I recently made a list of my hundred, like, best albums. Not favorite albums, best albums. All four of those are in my top hundred. Like, I think so highly of these pop albums. And... She is absolutely the artist that I go to the most often because I can listen to those pop songs an infinite number of times and still find so much wonderful layers in terms of the production, in terms of the lyrics, in terms of just the sound in general, like and and really almost everybody who gets over the like, call me maybe factor, and like, actually listens deeply into her discography arrives at this same opinion. Like, I'm not alone as just this, like, there's a big fan base of people who are out there trying to convince everyone to wake up to her genius because she's the best pop singer of the two. I know,
0: I've heard a lot of people talk. You're not alone. I've, I, there are people even in my circles that talk about how good her other albums are. It's I phenomenal. I haven't And I,
1: and actually the album that Call Me Maybe is off of is also pretty good. I yeah. Um, it's I just haven't not quite heard
0: as good. really anything except for Call Me Maybe. I mean
1: cuz she doesn't have any hits. Yeah,
0: there's a chance I might have heard yeah. other things just randomly. That I I tend to forget.
1: Maybe Cut to the Feeling. I think that's been maybe in a there things, I but, I tend
0: to recognize a lot of music that I have no idea what the name of it is, but I I couldn't tell you.
1: Anyway, but I, I promise you No, I believe you. I believe you. That's
0: I believe I believe that's the one. you give you given me enough reason to to not doubt you. I am angry it's not talking heads. Um uh, I I Danny, there are ten items on this list, and I got four of them on the oh. list. Oh, and of the four, not one of them was in the right place. That's I got two of them one off, and then two of them were like just there. That's pretty good. Um, I got
1: I'm... I got I got seven of your ten, but I also like I studied this, like I I did spend seven hours yeah. listening to to these be samples fair yeah Dan- Danny put. To try and figure this out. Danny
0: put far more effort into actually trying to figure it out. <laughs> I I didn't
1: The ones the ones I missed were Panic, AJR, and Dade Freya.
0: Yeah. I so. I don't know if I could have put the effort into it that you put into it. I I'm it's like okay. I'm very selective over the music I listen to. Like I, it sounds so you, yeah, you've already you've already said that. So, I well, yeah. I feel the need to defend myself because I get shit for it all the time from people where they're like, usually. I
1: mean, you do you.
0: Um, but I like I'll turn off the radio if I don't like a song, or I'll I'll even sure. when I'm doing rant, like I'll skip songs from artists I like because I don't like that one song. Like,
1: I mean, there are a lot of different ways to listen to music. Mm. I understand that, like truly my like Spotify, like wrapped top artist of the year is probably someone I've heard eight to 10 hours of. Like if you, if I've heard three hours of your stuff, you might be top five. Like, like it's, I'll listen to 200 different artists or more in a year. And some people will listen to like seven and like, that's, Fine. There's just like wildly different ways that we use music. Yeah, I and Spotify makes it great to use uh, music in lots. I of ways. identify
0: so. myself very much as a student of music, and I mm-hmm. I dissect music. Like I'll I'll spend mm-hmm. weeks listening to one band. Right now, mm-hmm. I've spent the last three weeks listening to the same eight songs from Wallow's, eight, okay. eight songs because okay. yeah right. that's i'm i'm just giving okay. you an like it's extreme i i can't help it maybe it, it's, it's it could extreme. be an anxiety yeah. thing but i i who knows um but anyway uh any last thoughts um anything you're surprised about i'm surprised that not really i'm still surprised about steely dan that one kind of caught me off guard
1: it, it once did. I was, we, we all know that that caught you off. Once
0: card. I got over Steely Dan, I wasn't as surprised about Carly Rae Jepsen. I I was just putting okay. on a show. That's fair. Um, because we're That's an entertainment fair. podcast and we should be entertaining. <laughs> um, I I find indignant anger very funny. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, indignant fake anger very funny. Um, it's one of the reasons why uh, James Acaster is one of my favorite comedians because his whole shtick is just. Indignant that's, yeah, that's, fake anger. That's fair. Um, any, <laughs> we
1: could do. We could do. Uh, we could do favorite comedians sometimes. Yeah, be fun. Not as this, but I as I don't a know if thing. I have ten
0: favorite comedians. Well, that's not true. I definitely do. I just don't know if I have more than ten. I'm not sure I could come up with
1: a list of twenty. Uh, well, maybe we just pick out of like all of space. Yeah, maybe that would that that might be too hard. May- but uh oh, we'll figure There out. aren't
0: ne- nearly as many like. Active comedians as there are active bands
1: and artists. I could list fifty that I like. Oh, okay, you're, but you're right. There aren't as many active comedians as active bands. Yeah. But uh, I could list. I could list. 50 I'm certain you could. I I,
0: like. I could make argu- good arguments for the ones I do like, but I couldn't list nearly as many. Anywho, um, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. We hope that you got some like good bands and artists to listen to. Uh, as we said before, we are very passionate about um, music and all this stuff that we talk about on the podcast, and we hope that some of that, pa- like the, one of our hopes with this series, is that some of that passion gets, um, you know, transported to you listeners, and that you guys find if, new things that you if, also like. And so,
1: if you guys from hearing this podcast go check out the Hush Sound and car and give another chance to Carly Rae Jepsen, like we've succeeded. Yep.
0: Um, the Hush Town so, is an excellent yeah. band. Even if they haven't gotten any new music recently, they are still worth listening to. That doesn't matter. That's why I just said the last thing I said. They're worth listening I know. to. Anywho, um, that'll be okay. it for us. This has been another episode of Nerds for Hire. We will talk to you next time. Have a great day.